everybody to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost story Mike Ricksecker. Up tonight, we're going to be talking about disclosure and the coronavirus. Yeah, how in the world are these two related? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm talking disclosure as in like the extraterrestrial alien stuff, but there actually is a relationship here as far as um, how we handle these types of situations. You know, large news items like coronavirus or the panic buying we're, we're gonna get into the toilet paper here people this is kind of what inspired all of this and when it would come to a big ticket news item like disclosure so this is where we're going to be going that rabbit hole well this is beyond the shadows but uh it is the uh edge of the rabbit hole after show right and I do excuse not having the blue lights. We're still without our second blue light. We only have the one. So still looking at getting that replaced. And I also need to throw this out there. This episode of Beyond the Shadows is brought to you by 100 Road Roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. All right. So now that we have all that stuff out of the way. Um, great to see everybody down there. A lot of uh, familiar names in the house. It's fantastic. So here's where we're going with this. I posted this meme everybody's been throwing memes out there like crazy lately because everything is going on with uh with the coronavirus and all the quarantines and the, the worldwide pandemic that we have going on um but this one even though everybody laughed it caught everybody's attention i think i had like 400 shares on this um, and i don't usually get that many on my personal facebook page but um so this one this panic with the toilet paper is the reason why you people can't be told the truth about aliens. And um, yeah, it's it's one of those that you laugh at it, like, ha, 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 that's funny. Um, but really, there is, some, there is some truth to this. There really is. So um, in 1960, there was the, uh, uh, the Brookings Report, which had a lot of... Uh, different things in it that it covered um and the, the big takeaway that a lot of um a lot of people that are interested in extraterrestrials disclosure that sort of thing uh, the big takeaway from that community uh, was that um because because basically here and I'll, I'll rattle off a couple things that it looked into so implications of satellite-based communication systems implications of a space-derived weather predicting system implications of uh technological byproducts so basically it's examining uh or, or gauging what people's reactions would be to a, a number of different things that would be introduced to them um and one of those things of course would be extraterrestrials of course a lot of people took this as again this was 1960 a lot of people took this as uh, they were admitting there were uh, actual extraterrestrials that they had already interacted with and it very well could be um, that that had already happened i mean project blue book was already in full swing there were all the different uh sightings ufo sightings from late, the late 1940s early 19 1952 is when it really took off um they call that the the flap of 52 and so all those different things were already happening of course there are other sightings and what have you still going on so within this uh report basically it was derived that if the people at the time we're talking 1960 so you know you do the math that was 60 years ago um, that they would be distraught over 
you know, finding out that there were actual, you know, extraterrestrials, there would be a panic, right? And so that is basically what this meme uh, is essentially referencing that, hey, this is, this is the reason why, you know, you guys can't be introduced because we already know that it's going to create a panic and you guys are going to do stupid things like, you know, buy all the toilet paper. <laughs> um, and Tom McNicholas is saying he still needs paper towels. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a shortage of all kinds of stuff. And, you know, in my local community here, you know, it wasn't really until, I mean, I was over there, you know, four, maybe five days ago and everything was fine. I mean, I'd already seen photos and news, heard news reports and saw different videos of stores across the country that were, that were out of a lot of different things. Over here was fine, but I went in there today and yeah, they're out of toilet paper now and a number of other items. I guess they keep selling out of meat and all kinds of stuff. Uh, so people are panic buying right now. So, you know, how did this happen? How did this, you know, start to snowball and, and why? And, you know, is this still a reason? See, what I'm I'm wondering here, the coronavirus in and of itself that, you know, we definitely have concern over that. And I'm not going to get into that debate of, you know, how concerned we should be uh, about that. Because there's some people that think that, you know, we are... You know, overblowing the entire thing that, you know, all these quarantines are uh, too much. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, other opinions about, well, we're just, we're being extremely proactive. Usually we're reactive and this time we're actually being proactive. So, um, you know, the whole social social distancing is, is a good thing. So I'm not going to get into that debate uh, with this particular show. Uh, what I want to get into is more of you know, how people's reactions lead to different things and could, we're gonna get a little conspiracy theory-ish here. So the toilet paper, the toilet paper, what happened here? Okay, so I, I put this one out there the other day. I, I grabbed the Men in Black uh, quote and tossed this up on my Facebook the other day. So this is when uh, Will Smith is not yet Agent J. He's, he's being recruited by Tommy Lee Jones K. And so, um, so Jay, when he's still Edward, says, people are smart, they can handle it. K says, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. And that's really kind of the idea here. People have panicked. You know, people in general, a person can, you know, can be rather reasonable, but people end up getting that, like, crazy panicky herd mentality and once the shit starts to roll it really starts to roll um i guess it wasn't necessarily a pun intended but hey we're talking toilet paper rolls so why not pun intended <laughs> um so i tried to find the source of this whole toilet paper thing where did this originate you know was it was it somebody's post on twitter facebook you know who was the person that first reported hey I walked into my store and I can't find toilet paper now because of this, you know, this worldwide virus that's going on. You know, a lot of people are being funny about it. You know, I don't understand how, you know, uh, you know, coronavirus leads to people buying the toilet paper because that's not one of the symptoms. You know, it's, it's coughing and all these other things. It's not diarrhea. Um, and it's, it's not that. Um, there is part of me... Uh, Part of me wonders if somebody just didn't, um, 
you know, get a little funny with it and created a little hoax. I think it's kind of a hoax anyways, but you know, like on their Twitter or Facebook or whatever, um, and just threw it out there. Oh, I'm not able to find, you know, toilet paper now, you know, just kind of like hyping it up, you know, that sort of thing that, you know, oh, you know, the, the virus is happening, the pandemic's going on, I can't find toilet paper, you know, they're going, they're amping up a whole apocalyptic thing, but they, their store really hadn't, they're just saying it, but yet, people are getting nervous, and they see something like this, and they're like, oh my god, oh my god, there, there's actual, an actual shortage of toilet paper here, this person is saying that they can't find toilet paper at their at their supermarket, oh my God, I better go buy some toilet paper, you know, make sure that I don't run out, and I totally get it in that, you know, if you have like half a package, you know, at your home, you know, you're going to, you're going to last some days with that, but what happens if a store, because you need some, and everybody else is completely panicked, and the store is out, so now you're like, I better go and get some, and so, you know, people start to buy and buy. Others have gone way off the deep end and think that there's going to be no toilet paper for the next year and a half and have bought like a thousand rolls, which is like absurd. Um, and the one that really gets me is the, I think it was in Australia where somebody bought like 48 cases of toilet paper. They thought they had bought 48 rolls, but they bought 48 cases and somehow they didn't realize what they had bought. And I'm just sitting there like, wouldn't the price at checkout have let you know that there was a problem? There's a big difference between buying 48 rolls of toilet paper and 48 cases. A big price difference, you know. So, um, Diane Hilbert. Oh, was I supposed to go out and panic buy? Well, yeah, apparently. I mean, I've I've stocked up on a few things, but I haven't gone to the store and, like, loaded up three carts or anything. It's like, yeah, you know, we'll make sure we have a little bit of extra canned food. I mean, we had canned items in there. I was in the Boy Scouts, so it's always kind of, like, be prepared. So I had stuff anyway, but it's like, yeah, I'll go ahead and get a cup, you know, a, a few other cans of stuff just in case, you know, stuff like that. Um, uh, Sherry Wonkel saying toilet paper isn't the only thing children's Tylenol is hard to come by. There's a lot of different things now that are starting to be uh become hard to come by um yeah medicines are, are selling out um a, a lot of meats apparently um produce has been okay but um that was something i forgot to buy today i was gonna get eggs today and i forgot to buy eggs um i'm gonna have to go back tomorrow <laughs> but there's a lot of different things that are actually starting to run out bread is another one um you know people are buying up all the milk and stuff like that so um so that's one idea, that it was a, um, a hoax thrown out there by just, you know, an average Joe, just like just like you or me throwing up there on the social media, oh, hey, I can't find toilet paper, ha, 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 and it blows up into this, this huge thing. Um, the other idea goes back to this, uh, this Brookings report and this idea that um, people can't handle it, that they will get, you know, panicky and crazy and we'll do all sorts of nutty things. And this is why we can't introduce people to the aliens because they're going to just go nuts that they're going to start going to the stores and buying up all the toilet paper. So coronavirus is a legit thing. That's going on. So why don't we inject an idea into, into the world, into society that there's a shortage on something. You know, we, we have this coronavirus thing going on. You know, this is a reason, you know, 
might seem a little weird, but this is a reason why there could be a shortage of something and we will purposely make it something weird like toilet paper. And we'll inject that into that thought into the masses that there is a shortage here and we'll see what they do. A coronavirus is legit, yes, but the toilet paper shortage could have absolutely been created without even there being a shortage at all, just the idea that there is and see what they do. And we'll see how the masses handle it, you know, as a huge social experiment. You know, let's see, hey, you know, for 60 years ago, we're deciding that they can't handle the aliens. You know, let's see if they're still of that same nutty mindset <laughs> and uh, introduce an idea and see how they react. Let's see if humans have really over the last 60 years gotten a little bit more intelligent, um, had a little bit more common sense or what have you. And no, <laughs> no, no. Um, it's uh, Tom McNicholas says going shopping is always a stress reducer. Interesting. You don't see too many people say that. I personally don't like uh, going shopping. I will go buy things that I need, but um, you know, going to the uh, stores, I, I have never quite liked. Um, so uh, yeah, Dave Wilkerson, the guy here, bought seventeen thousand seven hundred of the sanitizing wipes. Uh, yeah, that and see, that's another problem that happened along with this. There are people that created shortages. Um, so this idea has been injected into society. Let's see what happens. And once that shortage is introduced, then you start having people like this guy that are going to try to profit off of it and go around store to store to store to store, buy everything up. So now he is the only, he's thinking, he's the only supplier puts his stuff up on eBay and all that, uh, or as an Amazon 30, third party uh, seller. And you know he's, he's the place you have to go to to get it. And he can up the price and therefore profit off of a pandemic. Um, it's very unethical. Now, I mean, I have no problem with people buying stuff and reselling it, but when you are, he basically helped to create the shortage. You know, he really did. He helped to create the shortage. He created uh, the market. And, um, and yeah, that's, it's just completely unethical. So, so this is a byproduct of this. If this is truly, they've injected this idea into, uh, the masses, which again, it's kind of a conspiracy theory, but, um, you know, I, it, it, I would not put it past the government to do something like that, uh, as a social experiment to see what they're going to do. Just this seed of a thought. It's kind of like inception. <laughs> you know, you just inject the thought, see what happens. And, um, and yeah, so it started with toilet paper, it went to hand sanitizer. Now it's like everything in the store. Um, you know, we were already, people started bulk buying like this guy. Um, he was trying to profit off of it. Other people were hearing about, um, you know, toilet paper shortage. And so they're going and buying things up. And then people started, you know, hearing nationwide now stuff is, uh, disappearing off the shelves. Now we're being essentially put under a quarantine. Um, it's kind of a loose quarantine. So now people are going and buying like weeks worth of food. Uh, cause restaurants are shut down and stuff like that. So now you have people going to the stores and panic buying and buying five times as much as you know they normally would. So um, Chanel Fletcher saying that she saw, what was that? Did you say a four pack of toilet paper, $75? Yeah, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. 
And you have to excuse my my chat is like being really slow and scrolling, so I'm not seeing uh, what everybody's saying here. Yeah, everybody's saying they're lagging bad. I I apologize for that because um, it actually is doing it over here too, and I'm not sure why. So, um, all right. Sherry, you should have stayed on YouTube for this. Well, um, we've kind of been going back and forth between the two for a while now. Victoria Monday, they don't want us to hear this. Um, that is uh, that's really probably true, um, but we're going to talk about it anyway. So a couple other things that I threw together here real quick. Um, so that's the, um, the Men in Black one. Uh, there's the Willy Wonka one. Uh, this computer will tell us the precise location of the last roll of toilet paper. We may actually get to something nutty and crazy like this, where you guys remember from Willy Wonka when they were doing the um, the golden ticket that um, they had this guy, he had the computer, they were auctioning off the cases of Wonka bars, um, basically supply and demand. And... Um, you know, and everybody going nutso for the Wonka bars. Well, now we're all doing it over toilet paper. Um, and this is what's been created here. Um, the uh, the last one here is this one. And that, you know, we're all closed now. So if there were any aliens that were wanting to come here, you know, forget it, we've all closed down. Or does it create, if they want to infiltrate us, does it create um, that type of environment that, uh, you know, that would be more suitable for them to come get us. <laughs> Part one, Mike talked about toilet paper. I did. <laughs> I talked about toilet paper. But really the idea is that um, they injected the idea into society to do a social experiment to see how we would react. Um, and it's like, okay, that's very conspiracy theory-ish. But here's another thing that I discovered in the news um, just here yesterday, when last night, really, when they were talking about San Francisco going under lockdown, uh, I mean, I call it lockdown for lack of a better term. Um, I know that they're, uh, what is the actual term that they use, some politically correct term they're using, but basically it's a, um, a quarantine for the city. They don't want people going out and doing all these things. So limited, limited activity that you can do outside the home. Uh, one thing that I noticed that they said at the end of this article, and this came from the AP wire, um, it was posted up on some different news sites, was that the, uh, you know, it was concerned over the homeless. Uh, the city has 108,000 homeless people. So where are they all going to go if you're basically telling people to get off the streets? Well, um, their idea is, was to put them in motels. That's idea number one. Idea number two uh, is to put them in 450 state-owned trailers that they had set up before the outbreak and looking at that like okay they set up the trailers before the outbreak how do they know the outbreak was going to happen in order to set up the trailers in the first place what were they using these trailers for why were they set up to begin with um you know just the way that read was it just made me scratch my head like okay did they know something like this was going to happen now we know you know, this originated in China and all that stuff, but it starts to make you wonder, like, okay, how much of this is, you know, 
and I heard conspiracy theories like 15 years ago after 9-11 that, you know, they were setting up the FEMA trailers and there were going to be like these concentration camps, all this weird shit. Um, my ex-father-in-law was a huge conspiracy theorist and went off the deep end on some of this sort of stuff. And it's like, well, I mean, we're not in concentration camps and all this other garbage. But um, it did hearken back to this idea of setting up trailers and putting people in them. Um, so what's going on here that they had already set these things up. And now this is their idea of how to handle the homeless is they're going to shove them in these trailers. I don't know how many people are supposed to be to a trailer. And I hope there's some sort of, um, you know, that they're taking care of them and all that, but it just is kind of like a head scratcher over, okay, how much of this, I mean, I think the, the virus itself is legit. Now, of course we're talking, it was, um, you know, likely a, uh, uh, research on biological uh, warfare and it got out and all this other stuff. Now, the coronavirus has existed for years and years and years and years. This is a different strain of it. So how much of that is they were screwing around with stuff in China. It got out into the public um, and now is headed worldwide. How much of it, I mean, okay, that's accidental, get that. How much of it is actually orchestrated? If they already knew ahead of time to set up these trailers. Um, so I think that we have a lot of weird things going on here with some sp social experimentation, some orchestration of, um, you know, let's see how uh, people react and let's see the limits that we can push. Now, I don't think this is, uh, I don't think we're going all like 1984 here, the, you know, the George Orwell book, uh, 1984. I don't think we're going all that route. I mean, I haven't heard that we're at war with East Asia or Eurasia yet, Um I don't think, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think there's some funny stuff going on here. I, I think some of, I think most of it's on the level, but I think there are some underlying things here that are going on that are just not quite legit. So I'll scroll down here through the chat, see if you guys have any uh, comments or questions about all this. Victoria Monday is uh, coming about martial law. I mean, they could very well issue martial law uh, curfew. That's kind of going into effect in some places. I mean, you have stores that are cutting back 24 hour stores that are cutting back on, on their hours. Um, and so, you know, you're not being allowed into, you're not allowed into restaurants in a lot of areas, um, you know, things like theaters are getting shut down, bars, you know, what have you, which is, you know, which was a great thing about our uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, presentation today on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, uh, the Secrets of Ireland was that, you know, a lot of these people, I mean, a lot of people go out to bars and Irish taverns and what have you on St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day night. Uh, and they weren't able to. So we're, we're hoping a lot of people enjoyed uh, a little bit of Irish flavor here on a night that they couldn't go out. Um, Dave Wilkerson, Mike, to let you know, the guy that bought all that stuff got shut down on eBay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I realized, I realized that, he shut, that he got shut down, but his intention uh, was, you know, was to profit off of, off of the pandemic, which is very unethical. Um, and so, yeah, I, I get that he's that he has a business, he's trying to make his money, but come on. I mean, don't help to create the problem. Don't profit off the problem that you've created here. That's just all kinds of wrong. Um, Tom McNicholas, I think they knew about the virus back in November. Um, so that's one that's been out there a little bit is that there are a lot of people that are, have reported having uh, the symptoms of the coronavirus that we have now back in November. Uh, so there's an idea that you know, we've already gone through this at least one time. And, uh, but now it's like, you know, huge worldwide, uh, it's, it's all over the place. Italy. I, I saw this one video from, from Italy, um, yesterday on Instagram 
uh, and they're basically quarantined. But you know, it's um, this apartment complex. You know, two high-rise apartment buildings, and they're kind of across from each other. And like everybody's out on their balcony, and there's you know like countless number of people that you know they're all you know next to each other on their balconies, up and down, and then side to side. And it's like okay. So <laughs> instead of having them down on the street mingling with each other, they're all out on their balconies. They're all, you know, I mean, they're breathing and huffing and puffing and doing whatever, you know, partying out on the balconies. It's like, okay, they're, they're all sharing the environment anyway, just instead of on the ground mingling about, they're on their balconies. So it's like, um, yeah, so I don't know how successful that's going to be for them. People are still going to get it. Um, so Tom is also asking, why did so many people have sinus issues early January for two weeks? Um, you know, I had a, I mean, there, there's more to it than um, the sinus stuff. There's, you know, the coughing and all this, these other different things going on with it. But, um, you know, like I just had a sinus issue here, um, what was it, a couple of weeks ago. And it was my first one in three years, but I get one like once every three years like that. I'm not usually one to get sick. I don't usually get the flu um, or anything like that. But about once every three years, I go something. So it's like, yeah, you know, and it was just as this coronavirus stuff was starting. It's like, but it, it wasn't the coronavirus. You know, it's just, you know, I had a, a sinus infection going on. So there's legit stuff out there. It's not everybody who has a cough. You're out and about nowadays and you cough and everybody looks at you like, oh my God, you got it. You know, it's no. <laughs> Um, you know, it is something to be concerned about and they are taking proactive measures to keep people, you know, separated. Uh, but you look at the numbers and it's like still, you know, the flu it has larger numbers than this, than this coronavirus. I, I think, um, I think where they're concerned is they don't have like an actual, like, you know, we have our flu vaccines and, and things like that. Um, and I think it's one of those, well, we don't have a vac a vaccination for this thing yet. So you know, we're going to try to keep people apart. I think that is part of it. Uh, Sherry Wonko, you just need to educate yourself. Yes, definitely uh, educate yourself. Chris Stanton, Ohio shut down a lot too. They did. They did. That's my home state. Uh, my niece is no longer having her prom. You know, they're talking about what are they going to do about um, uh, graduation. So, and my son is graduating. He's in Oklahoma. He's graduating high school this year. And it's like, and I'm trying to keep, you know, uh, close tabs on him, uh, you know, because it's like, you know, what, what's going to go on? Are you still going to have your graduation here in the middle of May? So, um, it's affecting everywhere. Um, so yeah, it could be a lot of things. Allergies, bronchitis, Shauna had bronchitis, sinus infection. There are a number of different things it could be, uh, but people are, you know, getting legit tested for coronavirus because it could be a thing. So, uh, one of my coworkers, you know, went in to get tested because, you know, basically he and his family are all getting sick. They're exhibiting some of the symptoms, um, yeah, and he's he lives in the same area as our friend Dr. Heather Lynn, uh, the archaeologist who's supposed to be on here in a couple of weeks, but she was in getting tested, and so um, last I looked, she was still waiting for the results, um, but she was on, she was going through a lot. So um, yes, Tom, there are different strains of the the coronavirus. So. Um, yeah, and, and the fevers are a little different than the normal flu. And what's also concerning is, um, and, and Chuck Banks saying they're locked up in Iowa too. Uh, what is, you know, something to also be concerned of is, is, you know, like with a lot of these different things, people can be carriers and not actually exhibit the, the symptoms themselves. So they could, they could actually have it on them, not get sick at all, but give it to another person that, that can happen. And so they are concerned about, 
stuff like that. Robert Hanna's swine flu was a lot worse. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the thing. There's that conspiracy theory that every election year there is something like this that goes on. Now, we don't go under quarantine uh, every year, but that is one of the conspiracy theories about these sorts of things is that, you know, election year or what have you, then, you know, some sort of uh, mysterious illness pops up. And there are a lot of um, a lot of ideas about, hey, you know, when one of these things comes up, whether it's coronavirus or, you know, Ebola or SARS or whatever, that look at what else is going on in the world, that this is a diversion from what is really happening. And so, you know, I, you know, and so I get concerned when I look at, you know, some uh, little one line, you know, a little one liner there at the end of the article about, um, you know, these trailers that had already been set up. Why were they already set up? You know, what was the purpose of that? You know, it just, it makes you wonder, didn't they know about this stuff ahead of time? You know, and so kind of going back to the disclosure bit, you know, is this again a social experiment? I know I just kicked the camera for the live stream. Uh, is this a social experiment to see how people will react in such a situation for some other preparation of something else down the road? You know, likely, you know, likely give this some time um, whether it's another couple of weeks or a month or what have you, and it'll blow over. We will go back to life as usual. Um, but there will be a number of things that were, that were learned from this in, you know, how much, how much can we push, uh, how much can we push the public? What sort of freedoms can we take away for a little while? And people will accept it and be like, I'm, I'm okay with you taking away that freedom right now. Um, you know, how much more, you know, will they look at that and say, oh, we took away that one. So they're okay with that one. Next time around, let's try to take away a little bit more. You know, are we headed down that sort of path? I know it sounds very Orwellian, um, you know, but it it very well could be this. This could be the thing that you know people have been have been scared about for a while, and you know, or is it one of those? Um, you know, people talk about you know disclosure recently. And I rope it back into disclosure here because that was um, you know, one of the topics. There have been a, a lot of, um, there's been a lot of information, footage, uh, news, what have you, released uh, in recent years that's giving more credence to, of course, you know, extraterrestrials, uh, ET life out there, and, and what have you. Um, a, a lot of people talk about how perhaps, you know, with the movies in Hollywood, we've been conditioned a little bit more that if there is disclosure, then, you know, we're going to be, you know, okay with it you know we've been conditioned with you know from hollywood we've you know we've had these television shows out for a while now like ancient aliens and, and these sorts of things um or alien files disclosed um we've had you know these different uh videos and reports even from the military of of uh seeing et activities so so okay you know we're conditioning these people that that it exists so now let's during a you know, again, coronavirus is legit. During a you know worldwide concern, um, let's throw out something in there to get the masses stirred up. Other than just the coronavirus stuff shortage and stuff like that, um, let's see what happens and see how they react, um, and see if our you know plan of disclosure is going to work. Or do we have to wait a little bit more? Are they still freaking out too much that we eh, we still can't tell them about this? So um, it, it's uh, some interesting things to think about. So Dave Wilkerson, do you think the aliens are looking and laughing at us? Well, that's kind of 
this one here, forget it, Bob, this planet still can't get their shit together. That was, that was the purpose of, of this meme here. Sorry, we're closed. So in, in some ways they may be just kind of shaking their heads and they're like, what in the world are these humans doing? Um, maybe, maybe. So, um, Greg Rankin, I have quarantined my 97-year-old aunt. I'm doing all her shopping and banking for her. Good. Yeah, it's the it's the elderly that um, you really have to be on the lookout for. And, um, you know, Shauna works at a nursing home. And so, you know, they've kind of really battened down the hatches there. Only people who are essentially on their deathbed and they're going to be like gone within days um, are having visitors right now. And even those visitors that, that come in for those people, um, you know, they have to get temperature checks and, you know, all of this stuff before they're even allowed back there. So they're being very, very careful about it. And rightfully so. Uh, Chuck Banks, my daughter is at ground zero up in Washington state it is bad. Yeah. Yeah. What in the world is with Washington state? They got like hit bad with this thing. You know, it's like the, the boat from China went straight to there and, you know, and blew this thing up in Washington state. It's kind of crazy. So, um, so let's see, Victoria Monday, there's a theory running around that this is basically a hoax and the government wants us all contained so there won't be mass gatherings. Something is about to go down. If there aren't mass gatherings anywhere, there won't be any mass shootings or attacks on the public. Um, well, I mean, the coronavirus itself is is legit. Um, you know, because I, I, I know people that, you know, are, are suffering from illnesses that are getting that are getting tested. And so, you know, that in itself is a legitimate thing. But I do wonder about some of these other things that are, are put in there, like, you know, the different shortages. I mean, the shortages are happening now. I'm going to the store and seeing it. But originally, the original reports, again, all it takes is that little injection of, you know, one social media post. That's all it takes is that one, um, you know, person saying, oh, my God, I went to the store, can't find toilet paper. It's, it's because of, you know, the pandemic that's going on right now. You know, we're, you know, we're losing, you know, the supplies of stuff. And then people go crazy and go to the stores because, you know, they, they saw it there on social media and that just starts to snowball. So if there is a hoax, I believe it would be that the short, the initial shortage of stuff, stuff is, is in short supply now, but the initial report of that may have actually been a hoax, whether it was, you know, some kid goofing around or the actual government doing a social experiment and, and testing. So, um, you know, and, and when it comes to locking people up, that's what I was talking about with the San Francisco stuff, um, and getting people in the trailers. It's like, okay, here's, here's the talk of putting people in the trailers that they were talking about 15 years ago. And then the fact that they had already had them set up, it, it makes you wonder. So, um, so Chuck Banks, what about all the talk of underwater UFOs? Well, they may actually be safe. <laughs> they may actually be safe down there from the virus, right? Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of different theories about underwater UFOs. On the Alaska Triangle show that we did, there was an episode about that, that um, you know, people have seen the UFOs come up out of the water. There may be bases down there. Um, they've, uh, they have some photographs of what looks like could be alien bases down there. Uh, but that that's a big theory, and, and it's a uh, excellent place for an extraterrestrial to hide their craft because there's um, large parts of the ocean that are just unmapped, that we just don't know anything about the deep parts of the world. Um, so it would be very easy for them to hide down there as long as, I guess, their, their craft is waterproof. So... Um, so let's see... Um, Tammy Heitzman, I remember hearing in the 80s already that we were due for a pandemic. History shows us there will be pandemics. We need to always know 
uh, one will come and need to uh, better prepare. Like behind the scenes medically, so we have large-scale response plan in place. We push those ideas to the side as time went on. Well, yeah, I mean, people get kind of lethargic, you know, kind of life goes on and then, you know, we get relaxed. You know, everything's kind of honky-dory and we're okay. Um, you know, if you remember, I mean, I guess kind of the last big thing would have been 9-11 and all, you know, all of a sudden everybody was on complete alert around the country. And, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of when everybody was, you know, just you know, really peaked and, you know, going out, getting things. I and mean, we didn't go through like shortages like this, but yeah, there were things being bought up at the store and, um, you know, gun sales were, were increasing and things like that. So, um, and there's like, when something happens, all of a sudden we get vigilant for a long time. And that, of course, changed the, uh, you know, the airline industry and TSA was put into place. And so we gave up again. Something happens, we give up some freedoms. And you think it's it's been, you know, almost 20 years now. So over time, we get a, a little bit more relaxed. Now we have this happen. Um, so, yeah, every once in a while something happens and it puts us on alert and then we relax for, for a while. When it comes to something like this, um, you know, I mean, it was a hundred years ago, the Spanish flu, who remembers that, you know, we weren't around back then. I mean that my uh, great grandmother died from that. Um, but you know, I mean, uh, my grandparents have long since passed away. They would have been the ones that would have remembered. I mean, it affected my grandfather, obviously he was four years old at the time. Um, so they would have remembered something like that. But, um, people these days, we don't remember that stuff, you know, not like that. So, um, so we kind of, you know, as we move from generation to generation, we forget history. Um, I was in the Boy Scouts, be prepared, that sort of thing. So I just try to, to stay stocked up on stuff. I mean, I don't have like a massive hoard of, of anything, but I try to at least keep, you know, the pantries you know, at least somewhat full so that, you know, just in case there's a rainy day, you know, I'm not one of these people that, oh, there's a snowstorm coming. So let's go to the, that, that's when it happens, right? There's a snowstorm. So all of a sudden everybody buys milk and bread. Uh, from the store as if, you know, everything's going to be shut down for three weeks, which doesn't happen. You know, there's a bad storm that night, everything's shut down for a day, and then we resume the next day. But yet, now everybody's stocked up on milk and bread. It's kind of nuts. Uh, but that's what happens. Um, so, yeah, I basically make sure that I'm not one of those people that are rushing to the store last minute, that I have stuff here. Uh, but for the most part, people are just, you know, I've, I've seen these videos of, like, people lined up for blocks, uh, to try to get into Costco before it opens, lined up for blocks. They all they each have a shopping cart, and you know the news vehicle is, is driving past them, and they are lined up, lined up, lined up. You know, it looked like you know, what it reminded to me was you see these old videos from um, you know from like Russia a hundred years ago when people were starving, um, you know, or even uh, you know Germany back then too. Um, you know, where people were starving, lining up, you know, just to get like a crumb of bread. You know, because the economy had just like tanked and there was, you couldn't, you know, there were, there were no jobs, you couldn't get food. And so people were lined up for like miles uh, to get food. And that was, that's what this reminded me of. You see all these people lined up for miles to get into Costco. So it's our modern version of all that. Um, so let's see. Tom McNicholas, why does the media also add to the count, but don't subtract the ones that were cured? Yeah, that's kind of interesting is, um, yeah, we'll put in there the number of cases, the number of people that died, but they don't actually, I mean, I guess you kind of have to assume, well, no, you shouldn't. 
Um, I was about to say, you, you kind of have to assume that, you know, if there's 93 people reported and three people that died, then 90 were cured or were okay or, you know, what have you. But there, there could be some of that 90 that are still dealing with the symptoms. So it would be interesting to see, uh, you know, if they would put a, you know, currently have gone through the whole cycle and they're fine. You know, these are the number that died. These are the ones that, um, the number of the people that currently have it and they're still going through the illness. Um, that would be interesting to see those types of numbers. Um, Robert Hanna, way off topic. I was surprised you weren't on the paranormal episode of the Alaska Triangle. Uh, yeah, that was a little interesting since I was you know paranormal investigator, but they had, um, there are a couple of paranormal episodes on there. They had some other uh, guys doing that. So uh, they wanted me up there for the portal vortice uh, electromagnetism stuff. That was kind of my role in that whole thing. So um, yeah, Kathy Sinlanto, FEMA has all those empty camps about. That's kind of what we were talking about earlier was, you know, them setting up the trailers. It's, it was a big deal with conspiracy theorists about 15 years ago. And it kind of like went by the wayside. And like now it's, well, people are being ushered into, I mean, they're not FEMA trailers. These are state-owned by California, but people are being ushered into the trailers. So it's kind of that same concept on the state level. And, you know, so what's going on there? Because these trailers were set up beforehand. Um, yeah, and Tanya Rogers, long long food lines during the Depression, or, um, yeah, people lined up to see if they could, you know, find work that day, and many of them getting turned away. Yeah, and Kathy, the Russian bread lines, exactly. Yep. Um all right, so I'm going to go ahead and um, pop up the call-in number if anybody wants to uh, to call in. And let me make sure I have this set up right for this because I don't know if I do. So um, there we go. So if anybody wants to call in, go ahead. And in the meantime, we will just continue chatting for now and put that over on the side over there. All right. So Tim Schoen. Oh, okay. He's saying I should have been the star of the show. Well, and there are a lot of good guys on that show. So and we had one of them on uh, last week, Johnny Enoch. Fantastic. He's actually braved the whole thing. He went out to Egypt. Um, he was at, what was it, the night before last, I think? Um, he had flown into uh, Heathrow Airport, and he was like, you know, it's still busy. Everything was fine there in, in the UK at Heathrow Airport, and then uh, flew to Egypt. And so they're doing their Egypt thing right now, um, which is which is cool. They're going to be down there for the next couple of weeks. So that's still, that's still going on. The show goes on with Johnny Enoch. Uh, and then we're going to have Jeremy Ray on from MUFON next week. So um, have some good guests coming up here uh, that were on the Alaska Triangle. And... Uh, yeah, see, Tom, that's happening too. They're kind of rationing it. Uh, he's, he's saying that the toilet paper and paper towels, uh, he had to put one back. They're only allowed to, to buy one. So, um, yeah, they're starting to cut back on the number that you can buy. And so it's it's like it's like rationing. And so this is, you know, kind of the sort of thing that we see during, you know, you know like a world war or, or what have you, you know, when they were doing food rationing and things like that. Uh, you know, we today are not you know, familiar with these sorts of things. So, um, yeah, Shauna's been po posting a lot of articles on her, uh, on her Facebook. So you guys can check those stuff out. So, uh, and Dave, yeah, you can fly for cheap now for sure. Um, 
you know, but they're talking about, see, now they're even talking about cutting back on domestic flights, especially to Washington State. So um, I had some uh, friends, my event at the end of this month, Phenomenology in Pennsylvania, was, ended up getting canceled. But before that happened, um, I had some friends from Washington State that were, they were actually making the flight out to Pennsylvania um, to do that. And, but there was talk back then about canceling uh, flights out of Washington State. And they're just like, you know, what in the world's going on? You know, um, they haven't done that yet, but there is talk about uh, possibly making that happen. So we're seeing these different things come to, uh, to come to fruition. So, um, so Tammy's worrying about friends and family who are immunocompromised. Yeah, they have compromised immune systems. It's very concerning. Um, you know, if you have a compromised immune system, uh, the elderly what have you, you know, these are the, these are the people to really be concerned about, um, you know, if this thing goes like, you know, widespread or what have you, um, those are the people that are going to be greatly affected. And I, I know I say if it goes widespread, it's like everybody's shutting down. It is kind of widespread, but actually the number of, the, the number of people that are infected that are infected is actually a low percentage. And so, you know, I just, I guess it's my hope that this is really just a proactive measure and not one of these where, you know, they're testing, taking away freedoms. I mean, again, it's conspiracy theory, um, but it could be. It could be. Um, so, I went back to the disclosure thing uh, real quick. Because I was kind of roping that in here as far as, you know, testing, testing, the people to see if, you know, we're okay for, um, you know, disclosing or giving a little bit more information. I'll see how they might react. And of course we're failing right now, uh, greatly failing, but, um, an interesting thing that, um, I saw here recently with a uh, interview with Richard Dolan. Of course, he's one of the guys, uh, ancient aliens. He's got a podcast, written a number of books and all that stuff you know, on the subject. But something that he made a point of was that, you know, a lot of the information that we're getting now, um, you know, it's been, you know, things that have happened, sightings, you know, uh, you know, stuff from the military. It's all kind of like happened over the last 15, 20 years. And they're kind of neglecting, you know, they're, they're making it sound like this is all new, you know, like the, uh, you know, the gimbal uh, video that they talk about. They have them back in 2004, acting like, you know, this is, this is all new that we haven't seen, you know, stuff like this before. And it's like, they're all forgetting that, there were sightings and reports from like the forties and the fifties and the sixties, you know, everything that like project blue book was doing. Um, they've kind of like discarded all of that. Like, you know, that none of that happened and they're treating it like all this is new. Um, it, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, the, the way that information is given to us, um, the way it's kind of spoon fed to us about, um, you know, the way things are is not really the way it's, it always has been. So, you know, it's something that we kind of need to be careful about and look at, okay, this is a piece of information that we're getting today from whether it's our government or some agency or what have you, but is that really the way it's always been? You know, if they're acting like, you know, this is new information, but when you look at it, it's like, no, no, this is something that's been going on like 60, 70 years, you know, so it's, um, you know, kind of interesting when they start interjecting these ideas that just aren't quite, there's something a little off there. Um, so let's see. 
So Victoria Monday, there was an article saying that they were limiting gun sales in New Orleans. Um, does that have to do with, what does that have to do with a virus? Um, well, it's interesting. It's kind of like the same thing with alcohol. What does limiting the sales of alcohol have to do with a virus? Um, which, yeah, that was another thing that I <laughs> low on at the store was, uh, you know, the, the cases of beer. It, uh, you know, I, I think it's, um, I mean, again, it's, it's a method of control. So is there a logical reason? No, you know, because why, why are we selling out of toilet paper when, you know, there's nothing associated between the virus and toilet paper? You don't get diarrhea with this thing. Uh, but yet there we are. So I think they're, they're trying to limit um, people from panic buying. See, gun sales are something that went up after 9-11. And it, you know, reasonably, of course, it did because we were, you know, we were, we were attacked. And so, um, so gun sales went up. And, you know, with something like this, I mean, we're not getting attacked, but um, people get skittish. People get skittish, and so, you know, they feel that it, it's that idea that you are not in control. I mean, we're not in control anyway. That's the thing. We are not in control anyway. Um, we are We're supposed to be in a free country, and it's, it's more free than other systems in the past, I suppose, um, but it's, it's an illusion. We are under a system of control, and where that's come into play is these days more so is with the banks. It long time ago it was more so with uh, you know with the church. You know the the church was the one that controlled you religion. Um, but as that's kind of gone by the wayside in more modern times, it's it's money. You know money has become that new god, and if you control the god, then you control the people. And so, you know, we've seen that here with the, uh, with the markets. The markets absolutely freaking tanked on this. Um, so, you know, you start to wonder, okay, so, you know, what's going on here with, I mean, my father, he retired a couple of years ago. Their retirement fund got hit big time, of course. So, you know, it, start, it starts to make you wonder, okay, you know, what's, what's the long-term goal here? So gun sales, okay. You know, yeah, they're going to refrain from that because people are going to go out there and they're going to start to buy more guns because they're feeling unsafe and they want to feel protected. And a gun does help people to feel more protected. So we're going to try to keep people from accidentally shooting themselves, I guess, is the idea. Um, but, you know, there's, there's another sense that they're feeling scared, not just from the virus thing, but also money. Their, their pocketbook is getting hit. You know, a lot of people are, are out of work right now. Um, you know, their, their work has been put on hold and they can't make money. And it's, it's, so it's a scary time. And so people go and they buy guns when they get scared. Um, let's see what else you guys have here. Cause I think we're going to wrap it up here pretty soon. So, so Tammy makes a, a good point for those that are battling bronchitis. Your system is working hard to fight the bronchitis. So it makes you more susceptible to getting COVID-19. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, Tanya, definitely take care of yourself and, um, you know, those who are bugging out, cause I get that it's getting late. <laughs> have a good evening. Uh, Dave Wilkerson, we went through eight pallets of toilet paper in two days. Yeah. It's selling out like hotcakes. It's, it's insane the way it's selling out. Um, 
Kathy Sillian, so people are afraid too, if they're out of work down the road, they won't have the money to buy later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's a scary thought, you know, being you know, out of money and it's not your fault. And see, that's, that's, that's the insane part about it is it's, it's not your fault that, um, you know, this, this thing happened in China and then it came over here. It's gone everywhere. And then the, you know, the government is reacting and taking things away and shutting things down. You have, I mean, you have no control over it. This is, again, this, this comes down to, um, we're not really free. You know, we are in a quote unquote free country and we have a lot more freedoms here than many other countries around the world. Um, so I'm, I'm not complaining about that. Um, but the idea that we are, you know, a completely free country. No, I mean, we have laws, we have regulations, all that stuff, but you know, at any point in time, the government can just freeze shit. You know, if, if they wanted to, they could freeze your, they could come and freeze your bank account right now. Just boom, done. You know, the IRS could come freeze it. Just whatever reason, boom, done. You're turned off. Um, that is a legit thing, and there's nothing you can do <laughs> to it. Um, you know, if, unless they are like, well, you have to do this, that, and the other thing. But if they just decided we're, we're going to freeze everybody's assets, um, there would probably be a, a, a revolt. <laughs> so they're probably not going to do that. But, um, you know, are they doing different things right now to kind of test those waters? You know, let's, let's take away some things now. It's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Let's take away some things now, see how they react so that, you know, in the future here, if we want to, you know, take away more for whatever reason, there's already a precedent set that we took these things away. So, um, oh, okay. I have calls. Okay. Thank you. I, I didn't hear the ding. Usually we hear a ding, but I didn't hear a ding. So thank you for letting me know that there's calls. Awesome. Mike. <laughs> you have to turn off your volume in the background. I thought I did. I'm sorry. Okay. There you go. All right. Who am I Done. speaking with? Kathy Salento. Oh, Kathy. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Good, <laughs> I've good. <had> a <laughs> okay, yeah, you're the one that told I me I had a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there was somebody in front of me, and I guess they must have hung up because they said I was the second in line. Okay. So I apologize for that. Usually I hear the ding, but um, yeah, I didn't. So. Yeah, it said the uh, they put you on hold, so there was somebody ahead of me and then me. So I thought you were speaking to that person. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But I'm I'm glad you're taking calls because sometimes what you want to write in the chat is not enough room or you can't explain it right and you want to say it a certain way. Right. <laughs> you know. So this is a great forum with the phone. Yeah, I absolutely. So what would you I like to ask or comment on? I I want to ask you a question about this. Sure. A time there's a timeline. Okay? That if you notice well, this, I, I'm inquisitive. That's what I do. I gotta, I gotta know. <laughs> this started with China, right? And I had wrote this in the chat room. Like, they got 1.6 billion people there. I don't know how many got the virus offhand. I don't know. I don't remember the number, but they were a lot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's contained. I mean, there are millions of people there. Does that give you food for thought or make you go, hmm, or, you know, all of a sudden, did they really quarantine that well? Did Well, I mean, it, we would have to investigate and look at how 
they they were able to do that because yeah it does seem like they were able to get it quarantined and and taken care of pretty quickly but um china also has a very different government than we do they are still a communist country and they have a lot of rules and restrictions you know one of the big ones of course is that you can only have one child and there are you know certain things that they will come and do um if they discover that you have a second so um right yeah, I would like to see how they may have uh, issued that quarantine and uh, and eradicated uh, the the illness there. Uh, it does seem like it happened fairly quickly, but again, it it's a totally different country. I mean, even Italy right now, you know, I mentioned that earlier. Um, you know, they they have essentially quarantined the country, but again, you look at the videos and everybody's hanging out on their balconies. So how much how much is going to work? I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? The, the Italians know how to party. They yeah. make a party out of everything. <laughs> I can speak on behalf of them. I am one myself. Right, right. Which maybe that's how they <laughs> like, spread it all to each other anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, they're huggy, kissy people. That's what they do. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to remember that too. So <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, and, and think of how this traveled. Like, Russia is like a neighbor to China. They, I mean, they're very close. One person in Russia gets it. Yeah, yeah, you look at some of those now, other nearby countries. You know, does that have to do with the weather? I don't know. Well, it's yeah, the, the parts of Russia that, you know, do border onto China are some more sparsely populated areas. Not as, yeah, they're pretty right. remote. Um, and, yeah, it's still winter, and Russian winters are pretty cold. So does that just kind of nip it in the bud right there? Maybe, because it's, it's not like China is anywhere close to Moscow or St. Petersburg or anything like that. Right, exactly. Well, anyway, I just wanted to call and let you know that I am so glad you're going to be taking phone calls. Is this going to be a daily thing? You know, I've um, we've we've done it a couple times before, and there are times that I set everything up for the phone call, and then I just forget that I set up for calls. So I happen to remember <laughs> this time. So yeah, I would like to do it a little bit more often to take some calls and you know get people a little bit more interactive in this way too. You know, a little bit different than what we do on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Oh, yeah, very, but both shows are great anyway. Thank you. But anyway, send Shauna my love. I hope she feels that. I know what she's going through. I got bronchitis myself. Yeah, yeah, well, she's pretty much over the bronchitis. She has a little phlegm she's still dealing with, but um, I I will pass that along. Okay. Thank you, and (laughs) I appreciate your shows. Absolutely. Thank you, Kathy. And and, and, uh, saw you on TV. Totally awesome. You Thank you. (laughs) Now we're hoping for a second season. You never know. (laughs) I hope so. Keep your fingers crossed. Thank you. It's great stuff. It really is. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thank you, Kathy. You have a great night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That's uh, one of our longtime chatters down there, uh, Kathy Silienzo. So we absolutely appreciate that. Um, since it is getting a little bit late here, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up. So we'll just take off the call in there.